Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Dumb Dad Podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm a dumb dad. Hey, I'm Evan. I'm a dumb dad. I'm Tamman. I hope I'm not a dumb mom. <laughs> uh, I'm Roxy. I guess apparently I'm a dumb mom. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by BC Baby. BC Baby is a bicycle forward, play outside, get muddy on two wheels kind of company, and we are proud to partner with them. Kev, you ride your bike quite often, don't you? I do. My daughter and I go out like four times a week, go in the parking lot, practice. Fun. Yeah. Well, what kinds of tricks do you know? Like a double bar spin? Or... Uh, is that a real bicycle move? Or... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, well, like, what do you like to wear when you go out riding? Oh, comfort is very important, which is why I wear my dad pouch. You know, carries my keys, my wallet. Why are you looking at me like that? Head over to bcbaby.com to find some rad dad wear that makes you look less like a Kevin, even if you ride like one. They've got rad stuff for the whole family, even the baby who probably does know what a bar spin is. Oh, I get it, because Cribs have bars. Clever. Free shipping on orders over $75. Use the code DUMMY to get 10% off your order. Oh, you know what? I can almost ride in a circle with one hand. Almost. <laughs> so scary. That's DUMMY to receive 10% off your order at bcbaby.com. Ride safe. Ride rad. So, to our listeners, no, these are not our wives on this podcast. Uh, we have some great guests today, and uh, they're moms and hosts of the podcast, Women on Top, actors, writer, director, Tamman Sersok, and celebrity interviewer and editor-in-chief of RedCarpetRoxy.com, Roxy Manning. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much Thank for having you. us. Thank we should tell everyone us. that uh, we just did a podcast with you guys and we released it today so it's like we've had our first like couple days yeah (laughs) we've warmed you up we've got you all ready i can't i have no idea how we got a second date there's i have no clue (laughs) we don't either i think it's just because we booked it early yeah you agreed to it before the first date was over (laughs) yeah Yeah, we were on uh, your your podcast women on top and that was um that was so fun and everybody who listens to our podcast knows like the point of the dumb dad podcast is the anti whatever trope of the dumb dad even though we lean into it at the same time but why did you guys decide to do women on top well i won't speak for roxy but for me i've always been very vocal about everything in my life maybe a little too much um i started first and foremost as an actor for the last 20 years um, a lot of people might know me from a show called Pretty Little Liars. And uh, I st- uh, because of Pretty Little Liars, my social media platform kind of exploded because it was, you know, the most tweeted about show of that demographic for the time. So, you know, I got all these great followers and I was like, okay, so what do I do with this? You know, like how, instead of me just putting up a selfie going, oh, you know, had, you know, did my makeup today. I was like, how can this be more meaningful? How can I connect with more people? How can I connect with more mothers? Um, I just become a new mom halfway into the show. And I thought, you know what, like, why don't I use my platform as a way to, you know, I felt really alone. So to connect with other women, other mothers to speak about the things that I was struggling with and dealing with. Um, And the podcast was just another arm of that. And I've always wanted to, you know, be on a radio show. I don't know if you know this, Roxy, um, but I've always wanted to have my radio show and podcasts uh, were the thing to do instead of starting your own radio show. And Roxy and I met at school at our daughter's school. And it was like, 
it was love. love. It was love. It wasn't even, it was like lust and love at oh, first was, sight. Um, it was lusty, lovely and lusty. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, oh my goodness, you are better for me than my husband. <laughs> I was like, if only you had a penis. They were like, You're that's how I met. That's how I got her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Roxy, do you have a penis? And she was like, actually, I do. And we were like, let's do a show about that. Um, no. Um, and then Roxy can finish her story, but that's kind of how our show began. And Women on Top is, you know, has many different meanings. We definitely talk about, you know, women and mothers and trying to be successful in your own yeah. field. But we also talk about sex a lot because- I think, you know, sex for women is like such a taboo subject. So women on top is like got a double meaning. It's naughty, (laughs) naughty. Um, So yeah, that's just a little bit about me and a little bit about how we met. I think for me, as you guys mentioned in the intro, um, I'm a red carpet host and, um, you know, started covering red carpets. I think it was like 15 years ago and, you know, work in New York during New York fashion week, Oscars week, Sunday film festival. So kind of all over the place. And, um, for me, the podcast, it was interesting, like the timing of like when Tam and I met, because I had just gone to fashion week, like that previous season before, and was sort of putting out feelers about like doing like a podcast, but I didn't really like know like the way to go about it, you know? And I was like, who am I going to do it with? And like all this stuff. And so I was like, you know, I'm enjoying doing red carpet and it's great, but then like, why not do something, you know, that's almost like a natural extension of what I'm already doing, you know? So then Tam and I, like she said, we met, we hit it off. It was love at first sight. And I think like all of our planets just aligned too, mm-hmm. right at the same time. We had the same sort of intentions to create like this community for, mm-hmm. you know, for women, for men, for, you know, who, whomever really wants to listen to us. And mm-hmm. we'll, take anyone. Anyone. <laughs> we'll take anyone. Give us what you got. Yeah. We'll take anyone and talk to us because we talk about the things that you think, but don't say like yeah. Tamara said, the taboo subjects and the things that people don't really want to put out there, but people are also going through at the same time. And we're trying to normalize that. So okay. how long, uh, when did you guys meet? Four years? Was it? Yeah, probably four years. four years ago. Oh, yeah. Because it feels like we've known each other. Yeah. Go to together, but it feels like we've known each other for decades, you know? Um, yeah. It's very rare you have, like the two of you, a connection that. It's like a shorthand, you know? Yeah. It, it wasn't difficult from the minute we met. And, um, and it's almost like family, you know? And yeah. I don't have any family in America. So, um, I'm always looking for that. So tell us a little bit about your your kids. You're both mothers. So how many mm-hmm. kids do you have and oh, yeah. how and how old are your kids? So my little one, I have one child and mm-hmm. one child is a lot. I mean, she's yeah. six years old and um, <laughs> yeah, she's getting to that point where it's like all sass. Like it's all about doing everything I don't want her to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> she started out like really sweet. And I was like, wow, maybe we got lucky, you know, with like this nice kid. Now it's like, literally she's like kicking the back of my chair in the car telling me like, mm-hmm. I hate you then just not even listening to me. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. one of those things. And and when you're, you know, a parent have, and have a single child, it's like, you are that kid's playmate. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. It's like nonstop. Yes. So yeah, it's just, you know, puppies and ice cream over here. That's a magical experience. <laughs> that's, that's incredible that you didn't fall for the trap because I fell for the trap of having, we originally wanted three, had okay. one, had one and said, I think this is more than enough. And, <laughs> but the same thing happened where it was like an absolute sweetheart. And we we're like, well, this is easy. And then you have the second one and the second one, one turns it on. 
I have two kids. I have a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, the seven-year-old, I can't, spirited, I guess is the word. Uh, she always <laughs> the nicest way possible because I still want her to love me. Um, how do I say this? She wouldn't sleep for the first three years of her life. Like I ended up having to like, I had a nervous break, like a real nervous breakdown when she was about six months old because I was waking up every hour. She would throw up if, um, we were too far away from her. She got really worked up. She would throw up at school. Like she'd get very nervous. So she's a handful, but she's the most creative, interesting human being. Like she's got long blonde hair. My husband has dark hair. I have dark hair. So I'm like, like the postman, um, long blonde hair. I'm like, it's your kid, right? It's your kid. I know it looks nothing like you blonde, blue eyes. And we've got dark hair and dark eyes, um, blonde hair down to her butt, piercing green eyes. She's the kindest, most amazing little girl, but she's spirited. She's, she's definitely like, in, she's a vegan. She chose to be a vegan when she was three and a half because wow. she can't physically understand why we eat animals, which I can't either, but you know, <laughs> um, so she, she, she's amazing. And so we thought, you know, we'll have another one. The second one will be super easy. And the second one was so easy, slept at six weeks old, was sleeping through the night Oof. and now is the ruler of our household, okay. <laughs> the two-year-old. It's funny so, how different yeah, they are. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a handful, but I kind of want another one cause I'm a glutton for punishment and um, I'd like to sure. see what a son would be like. My son. Okay. Well, preview. Yeah. I have two, I have a six-year-old boy and a mm -hmm. two and a half-year-old daughter. And my daughter runs the house. She definitely is like in charge. My son is turning into a bit of an uh, actually kind of kid. It's a lot of um, actually, and then uh, changing how the story is going or whatever it is. So we have to set his, try to set his expectations a lot. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a challenge. <laughs> Parenting is <laughs> so least. hard. Like yeah. I, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't think it was going to be this hard. If that makes sense. If you read all the books, like I'm reading the book about um, how, how to talk so kids will listen. <laughs> oh, don't and I don't. try all the tactics you're supposed to say like, this is what you're doing, this is how I feel about what you're doing. This Feelings is what I expect big, you yeah. to do. And these are your choices. So give mm -hmm. them choices about what to do. But it just never works. You know? <laughs> and so like you go through, and this is like someone who's like the leading expert in raising children. And I'm like, it fucking doesn't work in my household. She just sits there and goes like, no, I don't like either choice. Screw you and shuts the door. Like, so then what do you do then? Because there is no there is no leading expert. Like, as much as they say there are, like, my big thing is if we had parenting figure out, they'd stop writing books. There's always just somebody with a new idea. And there's nothing wrong with that because every kid's different and we've got to try a new approach. I've read um, Raising Lions, which mm. was a, an interesting book about, like, when your kids are, if they're lions, like, which there's nothing wrong if your kid isn't, but a lion is just a kid who just wants to tear through and get things done and has mm -hmm. big tantrums and stuff and how to stop those tantrums without being aggressive or anything. But you do maybe have to like restrain them, like hold them and mm -hmm. the ways to go through that. Then I've also listened to the podcast Unruffled, which was like worked for, and this is no shade again to whoever this works for, but it was, <laughs> it was something like your kid hits you in the face and you say, thank you for telling me that you're angry, but I, right. can't, I can't allow you to hit. And I, I was can like, see that you're angry and it's sort of <laughs> yeah. primary emotion, which means yeah. that you're really coming from fear. Yeah. So what are you fearful of? And they're oh, like, yeah. hit you yeah. again. Yeah. And they yeah. Hit you right in the nose and the tears come. <laughs> Doesn't work. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, 
really fun parenting moments, we do a thing on our podcast where we like to call dumb dad moments, which ultimately has turned into be like dumb parenting moments or insane parenting moments. Maybe that were a little bit your fault. Uh, so I want to know if you guys have a story like that. I'll give you a quick example of what, what kind of thing we go over. This is a classic. Uh, one morning I woke up early before anybody and thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make pancakes for the whole family. I'm going to make a big mm-hmm. stack of fluffy pancakes, do the whole thing, cut up the fruit, like make a big presentation about it. It was also Mother's Day. So it was like, I'm really going to do, I'm really going to do Double this. Duty. Yeah. I'm doing this. In a heart. Doing it in heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a presentation. It was in front of the flowers, the whole thing. They got a so, out of it. And, uh, and I will say the pancakes were beautiful. They were golden brown. They looked so good. They were chocolate chip pancakes. I mean, I had it all. I mean. And mm. my wife got up and I gave her the flowers and the card and gave her a nice stack of pancakes. And I was in the kitchen finishing up, making some more. And she goes, Hey, did you try these babe? Whoops. And uh, yeah, whoops. And uh, I had, I had not tried like the cardinal sin of the, any cooking show you watch where the host goes, did you try this before you serve it to me? Um, I decided to unknowingly substitute salt for where the sugar was supposed to oh, go. God. And so they were, oh. they looked great. They tasted horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the biggest fail in the wrong moment. Sea salt to chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> yeah, sea salt to chocolate chip pancakes. Yeah, it didn't go well. Mm. So what about you guys? Do you, have you done something like that? Or you found yourself in a situation that you didn't even know how you got there until you were there? Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Every day. Um, oh, every day. <laughs> The biggest thing that I did that was really bad, like really bad, yes. is I was with my first order Phoenix and we were sitting down at the dinner table and I'd made her, this is before she was vegan, I made her, I didn't know, okay, um, I made her, uh, I wasn't trying to go against her wishes, so I made her chicken nuggets and how I was, dare you how dare yeah. I? I didn't know Poor mom remember the time you gave me chicken the dead animal no she's in therapy 20 years um so i gave her the chicken nuggets and i put and i was like joking with her with my like the holding the chicken nuggets and i was like here's your chicken nugget and she would take a bite and then she would do it to me here's your chicken nugget and i would yeah. take a bite we'd do it to each other right perfect i didn't know that the third time she did it to me, she stuck her finger into the chicken nugget, right? And she was saying to me, chicken nugget to me. And I, as a joke, I was like, let's chomp down really hard and like make a joke of it, right? So I was like, I'm gonna get your chicken nugget. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I I felt grizzle, like grizzle. (gasps) I I got down to the bone. There was oh. blood. I almost bit my child's finger off. I've been that. Okay, so. And she looked at me like, <laughs> you're meant to protect me. And you almost ate my finger. So I can tell you the exact moment that your daughter became vegan. <laughs> it was in that story. Uh, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, she saw that so that's what it's like eating an animal? Pass. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was the moment that I will never forget because a, to be honest with you there was a small chance that she could have lost her finger because yeah. of me that's how hard I bit it that is and then, a, that's a that's a good one that's a good one you were just going all in I I had oh that's great I had um uh, I had one yesterday so because 
I probably had one today. I just haven't processed it yet. <laughs> so your wife hasn't reminded you. Oh, that's that's what fun, it was next. That's day. the fun part. Um, my wife edits this podcast and she doesn't know this yet. So she's just going to pause, put the headphones down and have a talk with me. <laughs> so yesterday I was making lunch for the whole family. My father-in-law lives with us. I've got two kids. I've got a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son and my wife. So I'm making everybody lunch and the kids are running around. My wife works from home right now because of everything. She's remote. And so they're all like my father-in-law's in his room. My wife's doing her thing and the kids are running around. So I'm supposed to be kind of watching the kids and making lunch. <laughs> kind of, kind of. kind of. Like making sure they're not doing exactly what I'm knives. doing. Knives, right? yes, yeah. Lightly well, watch, lightly watch. Here's the thing, I'm using the knives. So I know that I'm like, it's safe with the knives because they're in front of me. <laughs> so at one point I'm making uh, what could only be described as a below average lunch. And... <laughs> But I'm like deep in it. I was like, let me just get this. Let me get this lunch done and we can all sit down. And I hear the kids run by me, behind me, and the dog's in front of them, not behind. So they're chasing the dog and they're saying, drink it, drink it. <gasps> and I just take a quick glance and look and they're holding like one of those, those like non-spillable like Cheerios cups mm -hmm. with the little spiral mm -hmm. things. But with the top's not off and it's just filled with water. And they're just chasing the dog, trying to give him water. He doesn't want it. He's not interested. And that would have been a great moment to say what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and instead I didn't do that. And I said, I'll just finish this lunch. And then my wife, like a couple minutes later comes in and goes, why is the couch soaked? What happened? And the kids are just standing there and they're like, we're just trying to give the dog water. And she's like, why would you do that? Why would you pour water all over the couch? And I just popped my head in because she called me and she was scared. No, I did. She popped it. She called me and she's like, Kevin, I came in. She goes, there's water all over the couch. And I was like, huh, unbelievable. And just like went back to lunch. I totally could have stopped it, could have owned up to it. I didn't do any of that. I was like, well, the damage is already done. Why do I need to be? Why get in trouble? Why Except get... when you're going to get in trouble doubly for not telling her after she hears this. I realized right. when we were eating lunch, I was like, yeah, this is the moment. And uh, I just have to admit it when she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about Roxy? Roxy, you got something or are you? Yeah, saying, I got, yeah, I got something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Here, here we go. This is just uh, par for the course, like one. Um, so I think it was maybe day before yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, I noticed that my daughter has had candy and I'm like, where is she getting this candy from? I'm like, this is weird. Cause like, we don't normally just give her candy. I mean, like once in a while she can have candy, but we don't just like make a habit of it. Sure. And then I started remembering back. I'm like, oh my God, she's had like, like, I'll just remember flashes. I'm like, oh yeah. She had like a piece of candy. Like when we were talking <laughs> like the other day, I'm like, what is going on? And I remember two weeks ago, like right after Easter, you know, I noticed that the Easter basket was gone, like from the top of the countertop. Sure. And I remember asking her, I was like, oh yeah, where, you know, where did that Easter basket go? And she's like, oh, we threw it away. Like I didn't want that candy. <laughs> so then okay. I'm going in her room yesterday to clean some stuff up. She had st stashed the entire basket of candy. Plus she had candy from Halloween stuffed in her closet <laughs> that she has been snacking on for i guess what five months now mm -hmm. that's correct and then she's like you I didn't know Easter except for your flashbacks that you're i didn't yeah i did not know except for my flashbacks <laughs> but i actually like, no, don't no candy no trauma response trauma total i actually don't blame her i blame me though i'm like okay how stupid was i to believe that like mm -hmm. she threw away her basket of easter candy and didn't want it anymore i'm like 
That's all me. That's that is all your me, moment. right? Because, hey, listen, you say right. anything with confidence. Like, mom, remember we threw that away. Thinking, well, we guess we did. Yeah, I guess we did. I'm like, okay, I'm a total fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for normalizing making me sex as parents, helping us do that because yeah. otherwise we would feel alone <laughs> sitting here. He did, Evan did one time we were doing the podcast and we were already like recording. And I was like, do you have a dumb dad moment? And he said, uh, no, I don't think I have one. So I immediately called his wife on the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, so what did Evan do this week? <laughs> sure enough, she had I feel one. like I'm Evan. I feel like I'm always doing the dumb dad stuff. Like, I, don't, do? I don't know what it is. Like my brain doesn't think like, oh, Titan the water so it doesn't spill everywhere so yeah it does spill everywhere because of me so then sean's <laughs> left to deal is that what you're saying yeah i just leave it <laughs> 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 i just don't say anything i'm just like oh what how it happened oh that's crazy <laughs> yeah it's totally no, weird that's so crazy, oh, crazy. like yeah. you should really discipline these children <laughs> Even better, you probably blame him. You're like, oh yeah, you're the one that left. Did that, you like, fuck? Listen, right, ready? Did you fucking leave the water? To Are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Helps when you're an actor. You're like, I was gonna I say that comes in handy. <laughs> and yeah. then you go like, why are you always talking about me? Like you always say that I don't do anything right. Okay, this is not me this time. So, yeah. I guess I'm a piece of shit. Okay, I guess I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel shame. I'm shamed. You have shamed me. And the lunch was mediocre, by the way. Yeah. yeah. My daughter shamed me uh, real quick. This is, I've told this on the podcast before, but my daughter one time was kept calling to me as I was in the front seat and she was in the seat behind me. And I was like, hold on one second. And I was like getting, you know, buckled in and doing my Ooh. thing, checking something on my phone before I took off driving. And she was like, dad, dad, dad. I was like, one second I started driving. As she's like, dad, and I go, what? And she goes, do you want to buckle me in? <laughs> I'll get to you in a second. And I was like, I, uh, I pull oh right God. over and I apologize. That reminds me, I got Phoenix to school before the pandemic. And as she walks into her class, she goes, mom. And I'm like, what? She goes, I don't have any underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> The mommy doesn't either. No, I didn't say that. Um, but it would have been really have cool. If I, I would have been like, yeah, no women do. It's yeah. fine. Um, but I was like, shit, I need to go get you some underwear. You're six now. That's another thing. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to wear it. Don't worry. I think I feel like that is a common dad thing, though, to like not buckle in the child seat. My husband has done that. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. forgotten. And she's mm -hmm. like the one that reminds like yeah. him. And mm -hmm. she's like, wait, hold up. You guys did not buckle me in. Like, they, oh, they don't they do know. it tight enough. Like for the, yeah, for the like, we call it the baby, the two year old. Hmm. Every freaking time I unbuckle that car seat, I'm like, you know that if you had a car accident, she would ricochet <laughs> off into because it's so loose. It'll it would like it's so loose. Like she could literally, if she wanted to, take her head out of it and like make it into a sling. She could like if it, it, it doesn't help her if she's having a car accident, she would hit the front seat. That's how loose it is. I have. I will admit, I have forgotten to do it before, and like it, driving wow. out of a wherever we were a store or something i it was when i just had my son i turned around and he's got like both of his hands <laughs> on the window like looking out the window going woo and i'm thinking, like what you know, totally forgot but i also when i do cinch them in i do it really tight and that is in complete respect 
to the firefighter that when we put when you first buy a car seat they suggest you go to the fire station or the police station they have to like yeah, sign yeah, off yeah. on yeah. it or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. the look on the lady's face when she was like this needs to be tighter than you think it does okay <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this needs to be what you would consider uncomfortably tight they'll get used to it okay and i was like it was like it was like i was in trouble and, and i was just like uh-huh so okay yeah you're just like you listen to me okay it needs to be and it was just the way i was it was like being scolded before i even had a kid and i was like just i'm just you have some questions about the car seat yeah dumb dad she knew i was a dumb dad before, <laughs> before my husband I- won't even change the car seat without getting one of those guys out <laughs> so we've changed like seven car seats or a new one and i'm like you do know that you were meant to put it in like she's two like you can put it in. he's like nope i need to get the person on the fire station to put it in so wait it can't be my have- fault 911 oh. what's your emergency i just got a new car seat that's gonna be a tiktok i can tell you i would like some writer's credit on that one please we will we will literally tag you yes that's great yep we're all dummies that's the whole point of this um but we're doing our best uh, but I wanted to uh, switch gears for a, for a second because um, so you both said something I, that I loved on your podcast. Um, you guys said you, you you know you could not be a good mother unless you were doing the things that you loved, and I really love that because you embrace how you know your life is still yours. And even if you're a stay at home parent, you might have a hobby that helps you you know recognize your identity: writing, painting, and making a voodoo doll of the stay at home parents at the park <laughs> who are dumpster fires. Um, but like if your career is your passion, you know you find time for it. Have you found that? to be easy or hard? Did you always know like, this is my thing, I need it? You know, I think when I was pregnant, I'd already started thinking about that, you know, and I was like, okay, because I know, I think it it was so ingrained in me that I knew I wanted to, I mean, obviously I would take some time off, you know, after she came home from the hospital and all the newborn stuff. But, uh, but I knew that like within like the year, I wanted to sort of get back and like, do my red carpets and do my travels because uh-huh. I think like we had said on our podcast, you know, like right. I think for me, it does keep me whole. It makes me a better mom. And for me also, my job is so, so outgoing. I think it just like also goes along with my personality. So if I sort of didn't get back out there and do what I would you know, was doing, like, I think I would have been depressed and probably had like baby blues and, you know, postpartum depression if I didn't sort of see like a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But the cool Mm -hmm. thing was when I started back at first, because I was doing a lot of things still in Los Angeles, um, going to like events, not, not necessarily doing the actual red carpet, but like attending these events, I was actually able to take her with me. Mm -hmm. So I took her with me to a lot of events. so I would literally put her in, in the little pack, you know, like the Bjorn yeah. and I would take her with me into the events and like, she would nap or she would be up. And so I think from like an early age too, that sort of got her used to being around people and, you know, going to restaurants and things like that. So it kind of was twofold. It was like yeah. helping her kind of socialize and acclimate, but then yes. also giving me my like outlet for what I do. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I sort of transition back into it but yeah i always knew that i wanted to like keep going and continue and awesome i love that when i when i was before i had my first child one of my good friends who had a child said you know if i'm going to give you a piece of advice it would be this try to have especially when they're young have them adjust to your life as much as mm-hmm. you yes. see as comfortable. Yes. 
-hmm. because if you don't, you could quickly become a parent that never goes anywhere or does anything Mm -hmm. because you are adjusting completely to your child's schedule. And Mm -hmm. so it should be much more of a balance and try to incorporate them into your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a pandemic and you can't go anywhere. But but, no, but I think that's really really empowering to, to be able to do that, but also to show your kid that like, this is what mommy does. And so I think that's really healthy to have them be a part of grownups, other grownups lives as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. We, we made a decision early on that we knew we wanted her to join like our lives and, mm-hmm. you know, make that normal for her and learn how to, you know, acclimate to things like that versus like the other way around. So I think that was really helpful for her socialization too. I mean, for me, like I was in the middle of a TV show when my daughter was born. So I didn't really get a choice. Like literally um, there's a scene in Pretty Little Liars in the sixth season or fifth season where I'm pulled out of the, um, the swamp that I'm supposed to die in, (laughs) but I actually didn't die. And I'm seven and a half months pregnant. You know, they had to make sure that, you know, the water was a specific temperature because it couldn't be too warm. So like I literally gave birth and then, on had that a episode? small baby. Uh, yeah, on that episode. The water was too in, warm. in the water. The I was water like, was oh my God, warm. I'm giving birth. Um, I was like, this is this is gonna be great ratings. Um, even though I was supposed to be 16 guys on the show. The hot set. Oh, so Super they, didn't weird. Your, they didn't write your pregnancy into the show then, huh? No, I played a 16-year-old, which I still think is nuts. I mean, mm. I was how old was I when I was on the show? Like 27 to uh, mm. yeah, 27, 28. So I like uh, yeah, so That's I was hard. playing a 16-year-old, which is crazy. Mm. Um, so like then I had her, and then about I'd say like six weeks later. I was back on set I wasn't the lead of the show but I was in a lot of episodes so mm-hmm. I didn't really get a choice um but I was so hell-bent to get back to my life mm-hmm. that I think I did suffer postpartum um I wouldn't say depression but anxiety because I was mm-hmm. like so afraid to lose my identity because my entire self-worth is wrapped up in what I do mm-hmm. um lots of therapy has told me that <laughs> what I do gives me gives me my drive gives me why I wake up in the morning so having yeah. a child I was like wait 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 what do you mean? Like that, obviously I love her. She's everything to me. So now I'm like, my identity is completely shifted. So I suffered from a lot of guilt. Um, and I also wasn't able to breastfeed the way I wanted to mainly because I was working and I couldn't, you know, when the baby wanted to feed, I wasn't always readily available. So I was pumping when I could pump. So I only got to breastfeed her, I'd say three and a half months. Um, and I would have definitely gone much longer. So with my second baby, there's a great book called um, 40 Days, 40 Days and 40 Nights or something like that. Sounds like a horror film, Um, but I think it was a horror film. But the book is about not leaving your house for 40 days postpartum and just bonding with that baby, not doing anything else. Because I do think that there's a big issue, especially in America, with women trying to get back because we're taught like, you know, you can you can do everything. Women can have it all. You know, women can breastfeed and be on set like two weeks after. Who cares if you just had a C-section? You can be back at work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really, really dangerous narrative. Uh And so with my second baby, I got a night nurse. Um, I do not feel ashamed that I got a night nurse after the first experience. I got, I got people to cook for me. I got someone to drop off food. Um, If you can't do that, I would definitely ask friends and family to do a meal train. Mm -hmm. And I bonded 
with my second child, like nothing else, I didn't get out of bed for 40 days, pretty much out of C-section. So I was also in a lot of pain, Mm -hmm. but I was able to breastfeed longer. I didn't have as much guilt. I didn't suffer as much postpartum. And I Mm -hmm. think we really need to, again, I use that word narrative. We need to change that narrative, especially in America, Mm -hmm. that women shouldn't have that time off Mm -hmm. post baby like to bond with their children they don't need to get back to work straight away the going yeah. back to your question is yes i needed to work but i think i could have done it in a much more balanced way than mm-hmm. i did with my first we love that you you know you're empowering women to get back into the job that they want or the job that they do and mm-hmm. it takes a way. yeah in your own way specifically the way Tamman was exactly yeah, if you want that. exactly if you want that um it takes a village and that doesn't necessarily only mean the people that you know. I mean, that's a time and just give a great example there. Have you guys experienced from like non-podcast listeners getting mm-hmm. shit for doing that or, you know, being the women person get, that is. I mean, I'm going to let Roxy finish this question, but women get shamed for absolutely mm-hmm. fucking everything that they yeah. Yeah. They breastfeed, yeah. you're breastfeeding your baby too long. That baby needs to be off the, the boob. You right. don't breastfeed. You don't care about your child. Right. Yeah. You want to take both, like even anything from like Botox, you care too much about your looks. You don't have Botox. You're too old. There's like yeah. institutions that shame women for absolutely every single choice that they do. And the sucky yeah. thing about it is, yeah, it's men sort of, but it's really other mothers I mm-hmm. feel. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't understand when we got to the point of like, we're going to tear down your choices because we don't, maybe it's because of the fear that you don't understand them yourself. So you kind of have to do that to make yourself feel better. But it's like, we need to stop telling other people what to do with their children, unless they're in Mm -hmm. harm's way. Sure. Um, And we need to stop judging people. Everyone does what's right for them and their family. And I, I call bullshit. Like after my first child, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no more of this. Like, it's not okay anymore. We need to talk about it. It's not okay for women to go home feeling like they're shit moms because their kid's drinking formula. Fucking the fact that their kid is alive mm-hmm. and healthy should be the only thing we're talking about. Exactly. Who cares how you feed your child? Do whatever you can for you. And I'm sorry, I'm on my little pedestal right no, now. You're but right. Makes no, yeah. me angry. It makes me so angry. And I'm sure as guys and dads, you've had to pick up the pieces of your wives who have been like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad because I do this wrong or I haven't done this right. And I think we should, it's enough's enough. Sorry, Roxy. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. I totally, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think too, you know, it, it just, especially in social media, it gets so bad and people, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they just lash out. They lash out because they're unhappy themselves. Yep. And, you know, oftentimes with other women, it's about looks and it's about like mm-hmm. Tim saying, like mothering. And it's like, about all of these things. And it's really deep down. These people are just so sick inside themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so unhappy and they don't know how to channel that. They don't know how to, you know, better themselves or deal with their problems. So they lash out at people they see on social media and it gets like ugly. I think for me, you know, it's, I've tried like in the past, I've, you know, kind of responded back and tried to be like, you know, like what the fuck, but now I just kind of ignore it. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's probably better to have a conversation. So, but I did, I just sometimes can't have it. They're just saying that they're just saying to read it. They're not tweeting it or messaging and DMing it so that you can read it and then have a response. They're messaging it so they can go, look what I said to that person. And that's Mm -hmm. all it comes down to. And I feel like the best example I ever heard about it was somebody saying, it's always the people that not always, but it's some of the people that will say, you know, my parents hit me when I was a kid. I'm fine. And it's like, mm. are you, you know, no, yeah. they say that spanking, no, you're like, it's, yeah, no, you're, you're not. not like you're there's not. so because much trauma in that. Fine. And yeah. then I heard another, the same person say, um, 
here's what I, what I think would be a great thing for parents to do. Make a journal. The best thing you can do for your kid is to make a journal about what your, I wish I could remember who said this and give him credit. I'll try to look it up. Um, but uh, it was saying, write a journal and make a journal of like how you felt on a certain day, a day where you like, he didn't say it, but like a dumb dad moment. Um, like where you made a mistake and a day where you did something great, some day where you, you failed, a day where you succeeded and do all of those things. And this can only work for parents who are, who are open and honest. So doing things like formula and which is just like a scientific gift, by the way, just to like use that one example, like, what are we judging? Like, what is happening? We're all doing our best. And in you're right, it's all, it's all internal. Every, everything, mm-hmm. that, every hate that comes mm-hmm. at you is internal. I always find it's, it's crazy to me that people do it in person. I mean, it's because you got your keyboard warrior or whoever it is that is mm, so yeah. chest puffed out can say anything to you because, you know, but the person that does it in person, I think to women, it happens a lot. They are judged for their decisions or how they're doing something or to, to mothers. We get the, I don't know if it's shame or like the second guessing, like, oh, it's dad's day to babysit. Are you having a good, are you okay, dad? Are you figuring <laughs> yeah, yeah, it out yeah. today? When somebody does it at the park or at the store or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't understand how, how does somebody have so confident to do that to somebody else? I could never do that. And just, I don't know you. I'm just going to go up and judge you and give you my opinion, unwarranted it's a yeah. ask for opinion about what you're doing. Yeah. You have nothing, you have no idea about their life or, and you know, we're parents. It, the, as we've talked about earlier in this podcast, there's no one way to do it. And so everyone has anxiety about what's going on mm-hmm. or the decisions you've made or are going to make or have to make or for it to go right to a judgmental place, as opposed to maybe I could use some help over here. You know, yeah. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get much of that. Yeah. I mean, changing a diaper is changing a diaper is changing a diaper. Like it's not, it doesn't take a rocket science. You know what I mean? Like well, anyone can change just... a freaking diaper, a diaper. Yeah. Anyone knows how to feed a kid. Like, yeah, you can't breastfeed. <laughs> maybe you can. I don't know. <laughs> Like I'm lactating right now. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't breastfeed. Sure. But like, I mean, it's not rocket science, you know? Yes. No, no, it's not that hard. You know? And I don't think sex plays a role in it. Yes. I do think women and men are better at certain things that are different because sure. of how they're made up. Right. But love is the same, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Cue the cries. <laughs> Everyone starts <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> love. It's just like, you figure it out. It's one of those things you just figure out on the fly, no matter who you are. Like, so for people to be judgy about these things, they don't have it figured out. They, they didn't come to this job of parenting as experts. Like, so that's what I don't get too. I'm like, who are you to judge? Like everybody just figures it out as they go along, no matter how much advice somebody has given you. Like every kid is different. Every situation is different. Yeah. Every time somebody like, you know, judges you and throws shade at you, it's them trying to justify the thing that they're already second guessing about themselves. Mm-hmm. But, Everything is like a projection when yeah. it comes to that, you know? Exactly. So I think that's a, uh, hating judgmental people is a good place to end it. <laughs> <laughs> we hate judgmental people. Hate them. Um, th- but this has been- The Roxy, I'm done with you. Just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. I'm done with you first. Whoa, the breakup happened on the show. Exclusive. Finally. Roxy, there's something to tell you. I don't think I can do our podcast after two years. I think I'm done. Oh my gosh. We could, oh that could happen God. to us. Oh my God. Do you think? No, I know too many secrets about you. That's true. But I did, I have told everyone them too on the podcast. Well, tell us where everybody can, can find you and your, your podcast and everything. Well, we are on all of the podcast apps on Mm -hmm. iTunes, Spotify, Amazon music, wherever you get your podcasts, women on top. That Mm -hmm. is the name of our show. Mm -hmm. We also have a YouTube channel and you can find us on 
Women on Top Official on Instagram and Go Tamman. Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. Ah, you got it. This got it right. We also have a Women on Top group on Clubhouse. Awesome. And I have an Instagram, <laughs> Tamman Sursock, a TikTok. And I'm, I always forget about this. My husband and I wrote a movie um, that is on Amazon right now. You can buy it. Uh, I'm in it with... Um, uh, David Keckner and Wendy McClendon Covey from the Goldbergs and Tom Felton from Harry Potter. So it's on, it's oh, awesome. called Breaking for Whales. It's dark comedy. It's I very love, dark. I, it's dark comedy like, is like our favorite. That's great. Yes. Yeah. It's like a darker version of Juno kind of with, yeah. There's oh, a lot of, okay, great. Yeah. 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 Right, so that's called Breaking one. for Whales. And then Rox has got some stuff out too. Yes. yes, you can find me at Red Carpet Roxy with a Y, Roxy with a Y, um, mm-hmm. on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, all of them, and redcarpetroxy.com for my red carpet videos and interviews with celebrities and all the big events. So definitely check that out too. That's yes. super fun. Please, everyone, check that stuff out. You guys can follow us at Dumb Dad Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Evan always ends with. Um, what can only be described as a nightmare dad joke. A horrible dad joke. Unless you, do you guys have a good, a good like a horrible dad joke or like a parenting joke? That oh my you God, my like? husband has so many. I should yell for him to come in here. He's got so many. Like every day is a dumb dad joke. If he's got one, what well, you want to yell him in here for real, you can bring him right Hey, Sean! <laughs> This is amazing. This is great. He's pretty funny. He's a good one. He's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, is he coming? (laughs) Okay, what's your dumb dad joke? Oh, here we go. Dumb dad joke. Yes, we have. Oh, here we go. Here we go. go. This is so good. He's so angry. Hi, guys. Okay, so why did the uh, chicken cross the playground? Why? Why? To get to the other slide. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) And I'm out. (laughs) Yes. See, they're so bad, aren't they? Yeah. Oh my was, god. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says them all the time. Oh my god, that's hilarious. In Phoenix's school, my first daughter's school, they say like, "What's this is the joke for the for the day?" Mm-hmm. And they'll say, "So why did the the chicken cross the other?" And Sean will like know it and mime it to Phoenix and we go. Because of the get to the others, because he knows all the jokes, all the bad jokes, yeah. and then she says it, and everyone thinks that she knows all the jokes. Hey man, she is smart as a whip. That one, yeah. Well, that's perfect. Thank Somebody. you so much for doing this. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little while and, and getting the other perspective. And this has been so much fun. So Thanks, fun. Thank, Thank you. you Welcome to the world, little one. Welcome to life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.